Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome everyone to our uh, new online uh, San Antonio Lunch and Learn. It's no longer a Lunch and Learn, but it's a, uh, a webinar for all of you tuning in uh, who are investing in the San Antonio market. Welcome and thank you for joining me this afternoon. Maybe you're all having lunch as well, so maybe there's a virtual Lunch and Learn. So my name is Joseph uh, and I'll be hosting this uh, learning session and webinar with you all. So again, welcome to the due diligence session for San Antonio real estate investors. Um, so we are here uh, to talk about due diligence for real estate investors. Uh, so we're gonna talk about three main things today. Number one, running comps. Number two, finding and tracking down homeowners. And number three, doing some basic lean searching. So that's what we've got in store for today. So if you're just tuning in, welcome to our uh, online uh, lunch and learn session. I hope you're all doing well amidst all the chaos. Um, uh, this event is brought to you by Real Estate IQ. We are the number one in deal finding. Uh, we're across Texas. Uh, we are now in several markets in Florida. We are in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're looking uh, to expand nationwide. So if uh, you've got interest in other uh, markets that we don't currently have have coverage in, just let me know. Type it into the chat window. I'd love to hear where you're investing. Uh, we'd love to pull our, our current clients to see where we should go next and where we should offer our services. And um, what we bring to you mainly is um, leads. So everyone in the real estate industry needs to have um, a healthy pipeline of good leads. So what we provide is over 45,000 distressed and motivated seller leads to you. We mine these fresh every single day for the most part from uh, various sources, some of which we'll touch on today. Uh, so these are the leads of people who are in various situations that might uh, incline them to, to need to sell the property at a discount. So these are good opportunities for investors to step in and solve the underlying problem and get these properties at a discount. So over 45,000 leads every single month. Um, and uh, today we're gonna focus more on the analysis side, uh, the due diligence side. But uh, if you're curious about the leads we offer, we have plenty of webinars uh, and other sessions focused on the leads, uh, the different types of those. So. I'll share some information about those other presentations uh, later on. All right, I'm also proud to, uh, to tell you about our guarantee. So uh, we guarantee that you will always find a deal with Real Estate IQ. We think there's uh, plenty out there, you know, um, 45,000 leads every month. Uh, if you know how to market, you know where to look, uh, we believe that there's absolutely a deal out there for you. So. Uh, if you'd like to hear more and learn more, I'll show you some opportunities how you can get uh, some more information about this later on and how you can uh, find out more about our services. Just a bit more about Real Estate IQ. Uh, we, are, uh, we have been in business for about five years now, um, or closer to six. Uh, we've been slowly able to grow our team uh, to over 80 employees. Uh, so we've got uh, teams dedicated to the entire user experience of our systems, uh, front-end and back-end database um, and web development. Data is a huge component of what we do at Real Estate IQ. We're all about data. Um, you know, the more data you have about something, the better a decision you can make about it and the more opportunities you can uncover. So we've got an entire team dedicated to reaching out to all the MLSs, all the counties, 
there are several different uh, departments or groups within the county level government and we source data from all these different levels so we're in over 34 to i think it's 36 counties in texas right now that we um, we work closely with to bring you um, tons and tons of valuable data We've also got a full technology operations team to make sure our services are always uh, up and running. We've got a marketing customer service team and most importantly, a sales and we like to think of them more as a customer success team. Uh, so uh, we've got a whole team available to help you be successful in your investments. Uh, at the end of the presentation, again, I'll leave some contact information so you can get in touch with us um, if you would like further information. I do want to give credit to um, our market leaders uh, and our, our CEO and co-founders. So Steve and Juan Carlos, they are two co-founders based in Dallas. So we're local here in Texas. Uh, we're all uh, real estate investors. So we're familiar with the industry. We've invested ourselves in, in several deals uh, individually. And, but uh, many of us, what I like to say is that we're, we're geeks and nerds uh, in the industry. We love technology. We, we're passionate about leveraging technology uh, to make our lives easier. And that's why we have this goal of <clears throat> creating Real Estate IQ going nationwide to bring more and more data, more analytics, more automation and tools so that you can focus on uh, the, high, the high dollar um, tasks, which is finding leads, converting those leads and, um, and solving people's problems. Uh, a bit about myself actually. Uh, so again, my name is Joseph Del Cruz. I am the product manager for Real Estate IQ. So I actually do have uh, a very technical background, which I um, decided to leave. So I, I spent about seven years in corporate America in the software field um, and uh, eventually transitioned over to real estate. Um, type into the chat window. Um, I'm curious to hear what got you into real estate? Who or what got you into real estate? For me, it was actually my, my wife, uh, who is then my fiance. She handed me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And that kind of set, set us down the path um, of real estate. So um, let me know in the chat window, um, what, who or what, what got you into that? So, and Rina, you said exactly so. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, fantastic. Great to hear. I think usually when I poll the audience, at least 70% of the audience has read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, if that was not what got them into it, they've at least read that book. So um, fantastic. Rich says a friend and a real estate agent. Excellent. Um, Chris, uh, you wanted to own a home, but wanted someone else to pay for it. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So you bought small multifamily. Okay, very nice. House hacked from there, I guess. Um, always been interested in real estate. I think you've probably all heard that most of the, what, what's the statistic, 90% of all the, the millionaires out there got their wealth started through real estate. Uh, so that, I don't know how true that is, but I, I think there's, there, there definitely is truth. There's a, there's a large number of people have done it that way, but um, uh, uh, yeah, curious to hear. Uh, from the rest of you also, feel free to keep typing in the comments there. Thanks for chiming in, those of you who already did. It's great to hear uh, about how you got into real estate. So um, even though I'm doing real estate right now, fix and flips, buy and holds, uh, my interests, my passions are still on the technology and the automation side. Um, so that's what I really love about Real Estate IQ. I have the opportunity to continue investing, but also 
to build systems and tools to help others do the same thing and uh, do it as efficiently as possible. So just a couple photos from my uh, from a couple recent fix and flips here. Uh, the one here on the left on the iPad-like screen that was a property I picked up in um, uh, in Bell County. Um, that was actually just through the power of networking. We were uh, networking with some other investors and someone ended up having this property un under contract, but they just wanted, um, they wanted, they, they basically were focusing more on wholesaling. So we, we got the deal from them. Um, so don't underestimate the power of, of networking. So if you've got a deal or if you've got something you're looking for, please do try, type it into the chat window right now. Use this time to network, um, to grow your network and, and um, find, find a partner, find someone who can collaborate with you. Um, the flip on the right here on the, on the uh, laptop screen was one I picked up uh, by working the real estate IQ list. That was um, an HOA lean that, um, was, uh, that, that I did. Um, I left a door hanger on that particular person's door and uh, she was behind on her HOA payments, but as it, as it turned out, she was also just about to go delinquent on her mortgage as well. So we were able to pick that one up. Um, that one was here in, um, in uh, Travis County in Austin, actually. So there's, there's definitely leads out there. You just need to know how to, how to find them, how to work the deal. <clears throat> and of course, um, when you're analyzing these potential deals, you want to have <clears throat> excuse me, you want to know what to look for so that you're entering <clears throat> into a good deal and you're also vetting out um, the owners for, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so I've been talking a lot these days. I'm starting to, to lose my voice here. <clears throat> Thanks for bearing with me there. Um, so uh, Ken asks, so yeah, this, this deal, the one on the left was actually, we got that in... Um, we purchased that end of 2019 and we sold it also end of 2019, but I've done uh, two to three more in the past two months. So these deals are still, they're still happening. Um, this is current. Um, it's not something that was done a very long time ago. And Ken, if you, you can send me a message, I, I'd be happy to share some more of the deals that I've been doing uh, over the past couple of months as well. So Roy uh, is asking if uh, this is being recorded. It is being recorded. Um, I'll give you our contact information at the end. Feel free to send us an email to get the recording. I don't know if we're going to send it out by default, uh, but again, I'll give you our contact information so that you can get a hold of it afterwards. All right. So that was a bit about me, but I wanted, I want you to hear from some of our clients as well. Uh, so let me just play this video from Homero as well, our good friend. Hey guys, we're here at the Quest Trillion Dollar Mixer right here. And I'm talking to Omero Corona. He's just made more than $100,000 with Real Estate IQ. Could you tell us about your story? Yeah, how's everybody doing? Omero Corona here at the uh, Quest Trust uh, Trillion Dollar Mixer. Really excited to share all my testimony and my story with uh, Real Estate IQ. So over the last, uh, you know, about six, seven months, I've been using uh, their platform and getting some of their uh, lists. 
and I was able to uh, finish my first flip recently where I was able to net about 85000 And in total, I think I've uh, been able to make about $100,000 with Real Estate IQ and their tools. So really excited to share this uh, great uh, you know, company with you guys and definitely uh, give it a shot. I think you guys uh, will take advantage of all the tools and uh, it will be profitable for you and your company. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. So... Definitely check out our YouTube channel as well. We've got plenty of other testimonials there um, of real estate investors who are leveraging our software, making deals uh, happen as well. And sorry, my screen kind of glitched here for a second. Let me just get back to full screen mode here. All right. So that being said, let's jump right into the, uh, the presentation due diligence. Uh, we're going to start out with... Um, with running comps. Uh, so I just want to motivate this whole discussion. Why is it important to run comps? And first of all, for those of you who aren't familiar, what is a comp first of all? So um, if you can see on my screen, uh, this is kind of the motivation for this discussion. I don't know if you've seen uh, signs like this around town. Let me know in the chat window if you've seen something like this. Uh, I apologize, the, the resolution is not so great there, but it says, Fixer upper for sale, ARV 190K, sell 139K, and there's a phone number. So let me know if you've seen a sign like that around town before. Excellent. Andrina says yes. So essentially, these are wholesalers um, who are trying to offload a, a particular property that they have uh, under contract. So they're saying that the ARV, the after repair value, is 190000 They're going to sell it to you for 139000 139,000. So, um, of course, you know, we need as real estate investors, the first thing we need to do in terms of due diligence is verify those numbers, right? So how do you know that the property is really going to sell for 190,000? And um, is 139,000 a good price for that? So let me preface this by saying we're not going to talk about estimating rehab costs today. That's a whole other topic. We do have another webinar um, and I think it's a series about that, uh, estimating rehab costs. So that's one thing you definitely want to uh, take note of. Uh, we're not going to cover that today. We're going to focus mainly on figuring out that ARV. So when they say, okay, it's going to sell for $190,000, um, you really need to make sure it's going to sell for $190,000 because you're putting your, your money, your time on the line there. What if it only sells for one eighty or one? Um, 170, will you still be able to make a profit? So, you know, so that's really the, the first thing we need to establish. So the way we do that is by running comps because um, comps meaning comparables. The only way you know how much a particular house will sell for, you know, there's the expression that, you know, it's what is it worth? It's whatever someone is willing to pay for it. And how do you know how much someone is willing to pay for a given property? You look at similar properties and the, the similar properties are what we call comps or comparables. So uh, traditionally in the real estate industry, you would uh, use, um, you would reach out if you're not a licensed real estate agent or a realtor, um, you would reach out to one and they would run comparables for you. And the reason that you would want them to do it is because um, all the data for comparable sales, especially in Texas, uh, is found in a database called the Multiple Listing Service, the MLS. 
and especially in Texas here, we're a non-disclosure state, so it's not public records information how much a particular property is sold for. You might be able to find that information online or figure out you know, a good ballpark as to how much a house sold for. Uh, but to know the accurate numbers, you need to have access to this database, this MLS, the Multiple Listing Service. So number one, if you, if you are a realtor, if you've got MLS access, you're covered already. You, you probably know how to run comps. If you don't have access to the MLS, you need to know someone who has the access or have um, a tool that can, that can run the comps for you. So that's what I want to show you here today is uh, our tool called FastCMA. Now, again, this is a real estate IQ tool. Um, it's available to our clients, but the concepts that we're going to go through in running these comps are applicable regardless of whether or not you're on the real estate IQ platform or if you're talking to a real estate agent and saying, hey, you know, I, I want to run the comps um, with these parameters. Can you help me out? So uh, yes, I will show you things on our platform, but I'll also be showing you plenty of uh, tips and tricks that um, are available completely for free online. Uh, so this is, uh, this should be a good, uh, good presentation for everyone. So, but I'm going to start, of course, with the Real Estate IQ platform. So what you're seeing on my screen uh, is our service. We do have a tool called Fast CMA. CMA being a comparable markets analysis, uh, another fancy uh, term for comps. We want to run comps, so we want to look at our Fast CMA tool. Um, what I'm going to do first, I'm going to pull up an address that we can all run a comp on, and I'm going to use I'm going to use this kind of as a segue for our uh, a little pitch for our, our deal finding service. So what we do at Real Estate IQ, not only do we have tools to help you analyze deals and run the comps, we also have tools that alert you if there's a good deal on the market, uh, on the market being on the MLS. So what I've done is I've pulled up all the deals for, um, I did a search today to say, you know, these are all the properties that are listed on the MLS in San Antonio uh, that are listed at a certain discount percentage. So you can see here, I've got the address, the status of the listing, the list price, and the estimated price. So the estimated price is actually, that's the ARV. That's the, that's the number we're trying to figure out. Uh, so we've got a tool that, that will figure that out for you. And on top of that, this tool is going to automatically run on every single property that's on the MLS. So for example, you can see this one here, um, 1221 Crockett Street. It's already pending, so it already has an offer on it uh, that was accepted, which means it was a good deal probably. Um, so it was listed for 109. The ARV, the estimated value was 195. So I wanna show you now how we can, we can arrive at that number 195. Uh, of course, our system did it automatically, but I wanna show you um, how you can do that and kind of the concepts that go into that. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, I'm going to make note of the address of this property so I can show you the search from, from the very beginning. Uh, so we're going to start from the beginning and I'm going to run a CMA on our system with the fast CMA tool. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to paste in the address here, 1221 Crockett Street, uh, 78202. I'm going to go ahead and hit search. Um, so I do have a little, we do have a little feature here that tells you that it is listed on the MLS. Uh, but here's, here's the key. So when we do a CMA, 
what we're doing is we're trying to define what is comparable with our to our subject property. So we have to say, you know, if our subject property is a house, we want to compare it to other houses. We don't want to compare a house to a condo or a house to a duplex or a triplex. So the first thing we want to do when we run comps is specify the property type. So I'm going to say here, this is a single family uh, detached. Um, that's the particular term used on the, uh, the MLS in San Antonio, single family detached. We also have to define what is comparable in terms of the year built. You don't want to compare a new construction to something that was built in, in the 20s, right? So that's why we provide the year built for our subject property. And likewise, for square footage, we don't want to compare a mansion to a, you know, a tiny home. So we define our square footage of the subject property and we say, the comparable property should be in a similar range. So plus or minus 10 years on the year built and plus or minus 20% on the square footage. These are all just ballpark, you know, they're, they're general guidelines that you can start with and you can always tweak the numbers later on depending on what kind of results you get. And most importantly, geography, location, 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 right? So we don't wanna compare something in 78202 to something um, you know, in, I don't know, in Seguin, for example. So what we do is we can define just a, a simple radius around our subject property and say, let's just look at things that are in that area in a quarter mile radius and stay within that zone. Um, then last but not least, we want to look at the historical data um, but we don't want to go too far back in history, right? We don't want to compare uh, houses that were sold a week ago to something that was sold two years ago. So, you know, there's fluctuations in the market. Um, we saw a very, very big fluctuation recently. Um, and, you know, there's also appreciation. So we don't, uh, we don't want to miss out on the, uh, the current value of homes as well. So a general guideline, again, a rule of thumb, um, you can start with 180 days, that's half a year, but depending on the number of results you get, you can always narrow it down to something even closer, maybe 90 days or 30 days even if, you're, uh, if there are enough data points. So what we can do now is just go ahead with these parameters, we can go ahead and hit find comparables. Okay, so right now, unfortunately, we haven't gotten many comparables at those parameters. So not much uh, action in this particular area. There are two comparables that were uh, leased out recently. Uh, so in other words, they were rented out, but we're not analyzing this for uh, a rental. We're analyzing it for what is the, the resale value. So what we need to do is re relax some of these parameters a bit. So I'll show you the, the general process here, but we do have a shortcut to this entire system. So you don't have to sit here and kind of, um, you know, manually play around with it. But I just wanted to give you a general idea. This is, this is the process. And then here's how we can automate that. So what you would do here is you would look at this and based on your knowledge of the area, you would go in and see what is probably the most restrictive thing here. I think it's actually the square footage because it is a very, you know, it's a small home and chances are many of the, the other homes in that area have uh, a lot more square footage. Of course, we have to factor that in um, to, our, to our comparison again. We're now comparing a relatively small house to larger homes, but let's just see here. So there, so when I increase the square footage range from 
plus or minus 20% to plus or minus 50%, we get three that are active on the market right now. So let's just go ahead and run the CMA. And again, let's talk about the, the implications there. Um, so active properties on the market, you can see in our CMA view, um, again, location, 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 right? So you wanna see things on the map. Here's our subject property. Uh, and here are our other properties, uh, their comparable properties that sold recently. They were a bit larger, 1,200 square feet, um, 1,200 square feet as well. And our subject property is just 1,100. So this is something you need to factor in. Um, you know, your prop, this property is much smaller. Actually, in, in some ways, uh, that's actually a little bit favorable because uh, the dollar, the price per square foot is usually a little bit higher for, uh, for smaller properties, provided that all things else are kind of comparable. Um, so what you want to do here now, of course, you want to take your knowledge of the local market and factor it into this, uh, to this analysis here. What you can see immediately, that's immediately obvious, is that these three comparables are on the other side, on the north side of Houston Street, uh, and the comparable property is on the south side. So you might want to factor in, you know, maybe there's a significant difference in the, in the neighborhoods. Let's look at the subdivisions. Are they in the same subdivisions or are, are they in different subdivisions? So for that, we can pull up uh, the, the chart view here and you can see our subject property on column one and the, the three comparable properties on the adjacent columns. You can see the subdivisions are all the same. So that's, that's a plus, at least they're not in different subdivisions. So we're not comparing across subdivisions. Uh, the school district is the same. So what you can do here is just take a look the, the year built range, um, there's a good, ours is right in the middle, 1920. Um, you can see the siding information. Uh, so, you know, based on everything we're seeing here, it does look like these are comparable in terms of the neighborhood. <clears throat> and the most important thing you can see right off the bat, the uh, price per square foot for a subject property is $99, whereas these ones are, <laughs> in the upper, in the uh, low 200s. Uh, what you want to do as well when you're doing this analysis on the comparables, uh, condition of the property is extremely important. You know, there's a reason this one is listed so low. So let's take a look at the photos. Um, so this one, we do have the photos for this particular subject property because it is listed on the MLS. Not all properties that you're analyzing are going to have photos on the inside. Um, but at least you can look at the photos for the comparables, right? That's the most important thing is to see, um, are you looking at good comparables based on the condition that they're, uh, that they're in? So you can see these comparables, they're, they're move-in ready, definitely not high-end finishes by any means. Um, let's scroll down. Okay, this one was a, a recent rehab, right? You can tell right away by the, the quality of, basically the color of the, the door and the, you know, the hardwood-like floors here, high-end finishes on the inside. Uh, let's look at the third one here. The third one is in need of some work. So probably just, okay, so it's just barely in livable condition. So it, it looks like some work has been done, but not completed on this one. So we have a whole spectrum of, of properties here. Um, and again, we're not focusing on the, on the rehab estimation, but as far as estimating the ARV, what you want to do now is factor in <clears throat> the fact that 
Um, one of these is in very good condition and the other two are in not so great condition. So actually the two that are not in good condition are actually pulling down your ARV because they're not, they're not uh, completely rehabbed. So this, this all needs to factor into your, into your calculations now. So if you look at the, what we provide here is the, the value of your subject property based on the average of all the comparable properties here, all three comparable properties. So if I remove the one in the worst condition, um, I think you'll, you can, you can already anticipate what's going to happen. I'm going to remove this one and you'll see what will happen to the ARV. So you can see it's set at 213 right now. If I remove the one with, uh, that's in poor, a poor condition, it bumped up the estimated ARV, right? Because this, the one in poor condition was pulling down the, the average. So these are all things you need to factor in. You need to look at the condition of the comparable properties um, and factor that in. Maybe, but maybe your goal was not to rehab the subject property to this level, you know, to this immaculate, you know, very... Um, high-end finish um, and uh, level. So in that case, then maybe you would not want to include this one and you'd want to include this one here. Um, so it, it depends on what your strategy is, uh, how quickly you want to exit the property, how much work you want to put into it, and whether or not the comps in the area support, um, support your strategy, right? Uh, you want to know that you'll be able to sell the property even if you don't do a high-end finish. So those are some quick pointers um, on running comps. Let me know in the chat window what questions do you have about uh, running comps. Uh, we can dive into it, but that was a brief overview. Again, this is, um, this is something that we usually spend about uh, 45 minutes talking about, but I've had to kind of just breeze through it as an introduction. Uh, do know that you will have the opportunity to sign up for a completely free um, and one-on-one -on -one session with us so that we can dive into this in much further, <clears throat> excuse me, much further detail going forward. Um, so if that didn't cover the depth that you wanted, definitely um, reach out to us, uh, schedule a one-on-one -on -one demo with us and we can go into uh, a bit further depth there. Uh, so let me know in the chat window if there's anything else you wanted to see on that side. Otherwise, I want to move on and talk about tracking down homeowners um, and then also doing basic lean searches. All right, so I'm going to switch back to the slides here. Uh, so uh, there are some questions here. I just want to address them real quick. Uh, Brian is asking, how do you save a comp? Um, I'll do that real quick here. What you can do is you can just hit... Um, uh, report and share, uh, and that's going to save it as a kind of report format for yourself, um, or you can email it to your partner. Or um, So if you do want to save the comp in the system, we don't presently have functionality for that. That's something uh, we are exploring, how you could save your comps in our system and then just come right back to it uh, in, at a future date. Uh, but we find most people just will run, the, will run this PDF report save it with their, you know, the project packet or, you know, put it loaded into their CRM system uh, if they have one. And that's the typical use case that we see. Um, Andrina, you're asking, how do you get access to the website? So um, definitely stick around to the end. It is um, a subscription-based service uh, that we are offering here. Um, 
you know, uh, I'll just, you know, it's 15 bucks a month to get access for comps. Uh, we're we're going to run through that at the end, but uh, I'll just, uh, I'll just let you know that uh, from the start, from the get go there. Um, so that is the comp situation. Um, next, we're going to move on to finding owners. So what we've done first, we ran comps. So we did due diligence on the property itself, but you also need to do some due diligence and some, uh, some investigative work sometimes on the owner. And that's the, that's a very, very valuable skill as real estate investors, because sometimes there's a good deal out there, but you just, you can't get a hold of the owner. And you, that's really what stands between you and a great deal is finding the owner, talking to them, or maybe finding, maybe there were two owners. Maybe it's a situation where uh, the property was owned by the parents, the parents passed away, and there's five or six children who are the owners collectively. And you've gotten the approval of three of the kids, but you need to find the other two um, and they're straight, you know, they're not in good, good, uh, speaking terms with the other kid, with the other heirs. So you need to track down the other, um, owners, the other heirs to find and close the deal. So you're kind of acting as a private investigator. Um, uh, and that's many times I've seen that is what stands between you and the deal, being able to find the owner, contact them and, um, and get the property under contract. So I want to spend some time talking about that. Um, in general, when you're looking for someone uh, based on their name, city, and address, we call that skip tracing. Um, so there are many, many ways to do skip tracing and many steps to it. Uh, at a very, very basic level, the first thing you need to do when you're trying to skip trace someone, if you just have an address, let's say you're out driving for dollars, you see a house that obviously needs <laughs> some work. Um, I'm pretty sure you've all seen those homes uh, just driving around. The first thing you want to do is figure out who owns it. Uh, so then you can find, you can get their name, get their address, and then run it through a service to get their phone number or their email. So that's uh, the general process and flow for skip tracing. So to find the owner based on an address, that's the, that's the very common use case. So I'll show you how to do that with Real Estate IQ but then I'll also show you how to do it, um, even if you're not with Real Estate IQ. Um, so let's start out with Real Estate IQ. So I'm going to go back into um, our software here. So I'm going to pull up County Data Finder, which is our database. Oops, I've been logged out here. Which is our database that houses owner information, uh, tax records, uh, deed information, and all that. Um, so I'm going to go into San Antonio, um, and I'm going to stick with that property that we were analyzing before. Um, we just ran the comps for one, two, two, one, um, Crockett, I think. So I'm going to go into County data finder and I'm going to switch it to, we are in Bear County. Great. So I'm going to go and search by address here. I'm going to type in, um, one, two, two, one. Crockett Streets and oops, the internet, my internet is a little bit slow here. Crockett, one, two, two, one. Let's see if we can find it. Sometimes there's a spelling, there's a spelling discrepancy. So let me try, actually, let me try a different address here. Give me a second. Oh, nine. 
sunrise. Okay. Let's just search a different one. I'm not quite sure why Crockett wasn't showing up properly. So 4119, this is another property here. I just want to search here. So this is uh, basically a way for you to pull up some details about a, a property here. So you can just type in the address uh, and then you can see the information, the, uh, the property address and the owner address. So sometimes the property address and the owner address are different. That's what we call a absentee owner or a non-owner occupied. It could be a rental property. Uh, it could be a second home. Um, but the goal is that if you have this address, let's say you were driving for dollars, you found this address, 4119 Sunrise Crest, and you wanted to send the owner um, mail or you wanted to call them, you first need to find the owner's name and the owner's address, which we've done here. So these are the names. Um, and then we can, uh, we can go ahead and um, we can proceed to the skip tracing step, uh, which is based on a name and an address, we can pull up the person's, uh, the person's contact information. So we do have a service for this with Real Estate IQ. It's called on-demand skip tracing. So you basically send us a spreadsheet with the names and the addresses, and we'll send you back the spreadsheet with, uh, with phone numbers and emails. So it's pretty, it's not very exciting. I can show you a, an example spreadsheet for that. Um, oops, I pulled up the, I do apologize here. I have the wrong file open here. Um, here it is. So it, nothing exciting here. You basically, oops, I didn't import it properly again. Uh, here it is. You basically just get a spreadsheet back with um, with phone numbers uh, for the for the individual. You'll get email addresses. Um, you'll get actually phone numbers and emails for the relatives for that person. So let's say the the owner you're trying to contact unfortunately passed away, or if they're you can't get a hold of them, you might be able to get a hold of their their relatives, um, either spouse, children, basically the next of kin. So we also provide that in our service. And what our service is great at is if you've got a list of you know, 200 people, um, you know, it's pretty tedious to go and skip trace them individually, which I will show you in a moment how to do that for free um, online with some other services. But let's, again, if you had 200, you had a, even if you had a list of 50, um, what you can do is save some time, send the list to us, we'll skip trace it for you, we'll turn it around in less than uh, 24 hours and you'll get all this information. You'll also get um, the person's estimated age. You know, how old are they? Uh, did they file bankruptcy? And are they deceased? Um, so you can see that in this particular list, some of them are actually deceased. So that's uh, a potentially good lead there. They, someone who's deceased owns real estate and you have the contact information for the next of kin in the spreadsheet. So. Um, so nothing exciting there, you know, just know that what you can do is you can email us a spreadsheet, we'll skip trace it for you. But what I want to do here, um, is, um, is reach out to, um, actually show you how to skip trace, uh, completely for free. So this is a site that I use myself as well. Occasionally, uh, granted I do use real estate IQ skip tracing because I do volume skip tracing and I don't want to do this manual process myself. It is very tedious. Uh, but if you're just looking to skip trace a couple here and there, bookmark this website. It's called True People Search. 
Um, has nothing to do with Real Estate IQ, but it's a tool that I just wanted to um, show you. I use it myself. So what you can do is you can type in a name or more commonly a uh, an address, and then what you can do here. So for that particular property we were looking at earlier, um, I'll type that in here. 4109 Sunrise Crest in San Antonio. And then what you will get is the name of people associated with that address. So what you can do is you can find, um, let's see, see, it doesn't work too reliably. It depends, really depends. Sometimes it's hit or miss. I've honestly found this to be pretty good. Um, so just experiment with it. Uh, I don't see the names of the, uh, of the owners here. These were the original owners. Um, so what you can also do is you can search the name and the city. Um, so you can come in here and search, for example, uh, I'm just going to put in a, a random name here. I don't want to pull up that person's actual uh, contact information. So you can type in a name um, and then you can click on the link here and it will pull up um, contact information and an address. It also pulls up the, the history of that person's address. And again, I found this to be accurate, um, you know, at maybe around 60, 60 to 70% of the time. So give it a shot. Um, type in your own name too, if you're curious. I won't pull up my information here, but um, it was surprisingly accurate for me as well. So that's kind of, that was my first test for the system to see how accurate it was. Uh, so. That's one way you can do skip tracing um, to find the owners. And again, if you'd like to leverage Real Estate IQ, I highly recommend it. Uh, our service, I would say, is, is more accurate than True People Search because we're pulling from actually two or three other uh, national data providers and we're updating that data, also referencing it against the, uh, the county, the tax records uh, to make sure it's accurate as well. Uh, so I just want to address a question here. We do have a question for MLS deals. Can we reach out to owners? Yeah. So you're exactly right there. Um, thanks for calling that out. If it is an MLS deal, um, you will need to go through the, the real estate agent. I mean, there's nothing preventing you per se from reaching out to the owner, but the owner has already entered into a contract with a real estate agent to sell the property. So uh, it's much better for you just to reach out to the agent directly in that case. Um, what we're talking about here for skip tracing owners is generally for cases where it's an off-market deal. It's not on the MLS. You know, maybe it's something you found driving for dollars, or maybe it's someone on the pre-foreclosure list. It just so happened earlier, I pulled up a, um, an address that was listed on the MLS, but uh, most investors are working uh, heavily off-market. Um, so this skip tracing um, uh, process is very relevant for those off-market cases. Um, so that's, that is finding the owner. There's also something very, very specific to, to uh, Bear County that I want to show you here. So anytime you're looking for the homeowner on, on, uh, in a particular county, uh, what I showed you was, of course, using Real Estate IQ's software for that which kind of streamlines the whole process. But you're very welcome to, and actually I encourage you to look that information up directly with the county and see what you can find. So um, for finding owner information with the county, what you generally want to do is just type in the county name into Google and type in the county 
appraisal district. And this applies again, if you're not, if you're in, for example, um, Guadalupe County or Kamal County, you can type in Kamal instead, uh, County Appraisal District. It's usually the first link that you get is a link to the, uh, to the county uh, division or uh, um, district that handles all the taxing for the properties in that, uh, in that county. So what you can do is just go to their property search um, and then just type in the address here and you'll get similar information. So um, let's go back to 1221, let's hit Crockett. So you'll get the information there. And um, it, one, one thing to note though, sometimes it's a bit sensitive to whether or not you, like here you can see that the street name actually has the, the letter E in it for East. So sometimes it'll, it's a little sensitive, you might have to type in E instead of East, or you might need to type in 1221 Crockett East. So you, you know, before it pulls up the, the details there, but um, once you find the address, here's the information, here's the owner information, they're based in Dallas. Um, here's the deed history information and all that. So you are, um, you are able to get this information directly from the county. Um, and I actually recommend there are some corner cases that I want to show you as well where you might need to come into the county website to pull up the information. Uh, so let me show you an example of that. Uh, I had one pulled up earlier um, and it was kind of a, an interesting corner case that I came through that I want to show you. Um, so where is it? Okay, so here it is. I pulled up, I pulled up um, Bear County's website. Let me start from the beginning so I can show you how to get to this map view. Okay, so let's say I'm searching for this particular property. Um, this is actually a use case that, that I discovered when one of our clients was trying to skip trace someone. He was out driving for dollars um, and he found the address on Google, but he wasn't able to find the homeowner information at that address. And in fact, he couldn't even find that address on Bear County's website or in our system for that matter. Um, so for the sake of privacy, I'm not working with that actual, that actual address. I found something, a similar address, um, and that is, um, a similar address with a similar situation. So 609 East Carson street. Um, I'm going to search for that here and show you, uh, what I'm talking about with the driving for dollars and it not showing up on the map. So in the county appraisal district website, there's also a feature to pull up the map view. So you can see the, um, uh, the parcel lines. Um, so you can see that this particular pro property in Bear County, if I zoom out, it actually has some frontage on two streets here, on Quitman Street and on East Carson. So this particular client of ours, he was out driving for dollars um, and again, this isn't the exact address he was looking at, at, but it's a representation of what he was doing. So he was driving on what was the equivalent of Quitman Street here. And based on Google Maps, he found the address, the street number on Quitman. Um, and then he typed it into our system to skip trace, but nothing came up. Then he typed it into Bearcad and nothing came up there as well. So as it turns out, the address is actually associated with East Carson Street and not uh, Quitman Street. You, you can see this is this particular um, lot kind of 
uh, has frontage on both sides. So what you might often need to do is come into Bear County's map search, uh, navigate to the location on the map, and then just click on the particular um, uh, the particular lot, and then pull up the property detail there. So when you click, when you find the lot that you're interested in, um, you just click on property detail, and it takes you back to the um, uh, to the CAD website. So I'll drop this into the into the chat window. Just the uh, the the main search and then the map search. Uh, so you all have that for reference as well. So I'm going to drop that into the chat window here. So that's the property search and then the map search function right there. So those are the two tools that I kind of use to supplement what we have at Real Estate IQ and to kind of cover those tricky corner cases where you might be wondering, hey, how come I, I skip trace these people and I didn't get any results? Um, that might be one of the reasons, um, you know, the, the address is actually the wrong address. So let me just check the chat window real quick before I move on to the last and final section here. Uh, let me know if you've got any questions here. Uh, let me know if you're also following along. Um, just, you know, love to hear feedback. Um, if you've got any questions or if I went too quickly, just let me know in the, in the chat window there. Um, yes, this is being recorded. Um, and I will provide uh, an email address at the end. You can send an email and um, we will um, uh, just email us and ask for the recording. We'll send it out. Again, I don't know for sure if we automatically send out the recording at the end, but uh, if not, you can send us an email and we'll, we'll send that over to you. Um, so uh, Raquel was asking, how long does it take to get skip trace results from a spreadsheet? So it's between 24 to 48 hours. Uh, we've been improving our system. We're much closer to 24 hours these days. Um, but that is in the case where you provide us the name and the address already. So if you just give us an address only and we need to do a bit more of the search for you, that will take a bit longer, probably closer to the 48 hours. Uh, the cost of skip trace, um, it depends on the volume that you're doing. You can do five skip traces for five bucks, or you can do, I think it's like 1,600 skip traces for, let me just check here. I don't want to give you the wrong number. Um, I can never remember this number off the top of my head. So I'll just go to our website, realestateiq.co, uh, go to tools, on-demand skip tracing, and scroll down to the bottom. Uh, so if you want to do uh, up to 1500 skip traces, that's 200 bucks. And then you can kind of figure out the, the math there. Um, the more you do, the cheaper it is per, per skip trace. So uh, let me put this into the chat window. Okay, so let me move on to the last and final um, section for the presentation. And that is on lean searching. So first of all, what the heck is a lean? Uh, so a lean is uh, when someone has some kind of interest, um, financial interest or claim against your property uh, or someone's property. So for example, if someone has a mortgage on their house, the mortgager, the, the bank that, that loaned them the money has a lien on the property. Um, and of course, there's tons and tons of details, you know, the, um, the seniority or the, uh, not the seniority, the, um, I forgot the term there's, you know, liens can be um, held in certain orders. In other words, the first lien position has the first 
dibs on getting their, their money back and, and so on. Um, so we won't cover that, but at a high level, I just want to show you how do you know if there's a lien on a property? And the reason that's relevant is let's say you approach a homeowner and they say, you know, I, my mortgage is for $50,000. The house is worth a hundred thousand dollars. That sounds great on paper, right? That's $50,000 in equity, but you might find that that person has some other liens on their property. Maybe they haven't paid their HOA for five or six years, or maybe they haven't paid property taxes for a good amount of time, or maybe they've been sued by someone else and um, they lost the, they, they lost, uh, and there's a, um, a, a judgment on them that's been attached to the property. So these are all examples of liens that are basically reducing the amount of equity that person has in the property and that impacts you because, you know, if there's not enough equity in the deal, you know, that could kill the deal. Uh, so again, number one source of all liens uh, is really the county. But uh, let me preface this by saying that uh, I'm not saying you should bypass uh, working with a title company, doing an official title search. Uh, by no means am I saying you should just skip that. That's always the... That's always, uh, I recommend that. I've, I've never done a deal without getting an official, uh, you know, work from a title company to guarantee, uh, to ensure the policy. Uh, but that being said, sometimes I want to know, you, you know, very early on, are there any obvious issues? Are there any obvious liens that I need to be aware of? That helps with the negotiation. That helps with, you know, weeding out deals that are obviously not good deals. Uh, but again, you always want the final say, the final check to be done by a title company. Um, so that being said, uh, you can do the initial search on your own. Um, so one thing that I can show you that Real Estate IQ provides, uh, we're already sending out lists to our clients every single day uh, of people who have uh, certain liens against their property. So we send out lists of people who have liens that are HOA liens, uh, mechanics liens, or hospital liens. We also let you know if the people have, uh, if they're behind on taxes, that doesn't mean they have a lien on the property per se, not yet, um, but they are behind on taxes. So they do owe, uh, it's effectively, they're, they're going to have to pay um, the property taxes at, you know, at the time of closing. So that's gonna come out of the, the proceeds uh, at closing. So, uh, excuse me, I'm just checking the Q&A window. I'll come back to the Q&A questions in a moment here. Uh, so those are some of the lien types that we offer. So you do have access to those, um, to those types of liens uh, if you're a Real Estate IQ client. But you can also search the county website just for a list of every, all the different lien types. So I want to show you that real quickly right now for Bear County. I'm going to switch back to... Um, sorry, I'm toggling the screen rapidly here. I'm going to switch back to my browser window here. And what you want to do is just search. Again, um, I have it bookmarked, but I'll show you how to search for it. So what you do is just type in the county name and then type in official records or official public records. So Bear County official records. And again, if you're in Kamal County, you can type Kamal um, or Guadalupe. And what you want to do is pull up, it's usually the first link. So I know in, in this case for Bear County, it's the land records. Every county calls it something slightly different. But generally, if you search official records, it'll be in the first page of the Google search results. So 
I know it's land records. I'm going to copy this link in and share it with you all in the chat window. So there it is. Oh, actually, sorry. That was the, the Google, the Google search. Let me just type in the actual green. There it is. So what you want to do here and Bear County system is actually pretty good. I, I prefer it over most of the other counties in Texas. So what you want to do is you can click on advanced search. And uh, let's say you were already, you had already pulled up that property in, in CAD. Um, so I'm going to click on the property again. Um, so what you want to do is you want to make note of the legal description of this particular property. Uh, so this is um, NCB 993 block three lot six. So when you do a lien search, you can search multiple ways. You can search against the property. So that's what we're talking about. The legal description of the property is how anything related to legal things, we're talking about the legal description and not the address because 609 East Carson could be another property, for example, there could be a similar street name or something. There's a lot of ambiguity there. So when it comes to liens and all things legal, uh, we use the legal description. You can also search for liens by the person's name as well. So you can take the person's name here and search in the system. I usually start out just by searching with the legal description, especially since Bear County allows you to do that in their system. So what you want to do is just commit that to memory, NCB 993 block 3 lot 6. So in here in the official records, official record search, so you type in the NCB 993, block three, block six. And then let me just double check that I got that right. NCB 993, block three, lot six. NCB 993, block, oh, I mixed up the, nope, the block, it's block three and lot six. So just be careful about mixing that up. You hit search, and then that gives you all the historical records for deeds, liens, um, anything, anything that is publicly recorded and filed with the county is listed here. So you can see that there's a deed, a deed of trust, which means there's a mortgage involved. There's a release. I think there's a release here. So a release means that if there was a lien, what you want to do is make sure that there's a release associated with that lien, meaning that that lien was uh, satisfied or the conditions for that uh, underlying lien were satisfied. Uh, so if you basically go through here and you see that there is not a release associated with a certain lien, you know there's still an active lien on that property. Uh, so for example, you can see here, if we click on this lien, um, you can see it's a home equity first lien position. So this person took a, a home equity line of credit uh, on that particular property and the bank, the lender placed the lien on that property. Um, you can kind of just go through here uh, chronologically and see, you can also filter by date and make sure you're probably not interested in, in the records, you know, back in 1978. So you want to figure out uh, what are the relevant dates uh, to search for liens for. So what you can do is you can come into the county record here on the appraisal district and see um, that this person owned the property. Uh, let's see, where is it? Where is it? Ownership. Okay, so they don't actually provide it here in uh, on the Bear CAD website, but on other counties, there's actually a line that tells you uh, when that person purchased the property. Um, 
So that's not available here. Um, but any, anyways, you can also get that information through Real Estate IQ, or you can kind of look through the history of the records here and figure out when did this particular individual, uh, Mr. O'Neill, when did he purchase the property? And you can see there's a deed here in 2018. Um, so basically what you want to do here is sort by the date and everything after 2018, or basically conversely, you can say you can ignore everything before 2018. And that's under the assumption that uh, when Mr. O'Neill received the property and got ownership of the property in 2018, that he received free and clear title. And there was no other problems with the title uh, at that point in time. And again, that's a whole other discussion. I highly recommend uh, check out our other webinar series we, series uh, that we have. We do have um, sessions with um, title companies and, and title attorneys where you can learn a bit more about title and that whole process. But this is a general overview how you can quickly preview um, the liens that are associated with someone in Bear County. That being said, um, I, I know I am running a bit uh, low on time here. So let me move to wrap up the presentation here. So in conclusion, we talked about um, how do we do how do we run comps in order to figure out, are the ARVs good? Are we buying something that will truly be able to resell at, um, at a good value? Number two, we search, uh, we talked about how do we track down the owners and how do we get their, uh, how do we get in touch with them? How do we get their phone number, their email, um, as well as of course their, their address. So we talked about how to do that with um, the Bear County assessor, tax assessor district website, as well as through real estate, real estate IQ, county data finder. Uh, and then we also talked about the real estate IQ skip tracing service. I do know there's a question here in the chat box. Let me just make sure I address that on the skip tracing side. Q&A window is not popping up for me here. Um, if your question, I think there was a question in the Q&A section. Unfortunately, it's not pulling up on my end. If you could just type in your question into the chat window instead, if I still haven't addressed it. So we, we addressed the Q&A question about MLS deals. Um, yeah, for MLS deals, we're not reaching out to the owners, we're reaching out to the, uh, to the uh, agent. And um, skip trace per record, um, again, go to our website, uh, realestateiq.co, um, and then click on the on-demand skip trace product that goes through the pricing. Um, Roy is asking, how accurate is the information that you receive back from skip tracing? So here's, here's the scoop. Um, it's very hard to quantify exactly. Um, but what I can tell you is that skip tracing is a numbers game, regardless of who you get the data from. And the reason for that is skip tracing is not an exact science. Uh, the reason that that information is out there is because primarily because of cell phones, really, and apps and the, the, kind of explosion of social media and everything that you do online, everyone leaves a bit of a trace online or let's say you download an app and you give them their, your contact information and you don't read the terms, of, <laughs> the terms of agreement. Some of those apps, they can sell your data. Uh, there's other organizations, uh, infamously the, uh, the DMV in, in certain states has been known to sell your contact information when you sign up to get a driver's license. Or let's say you fill out a, a, a raffle. You know, you go to the mall, you fill out those raffle cards to win a free car. What you, what you might not know is that 
if you put your contact information in there, the raffle company is selling that information out to, uh, to other data aggregators. So there are some people out there who are completely off the grid. They're very, very conscious of who they give their information to. They use PO boxes for everything. They don't give their home address. They use, you know, dummy email addresses and, and, and all that. But those people that are completely off the grid, there's a good percentage of people that you just can't find their information out there. And it's not public records. You know, your phone number is not public records. The fact that we can skip trace people is primarily because there are big corporations out there who have been selling your personal information to data companies. Um, so it's about 75% of the time that uh, you can find someone's contact information out there. But again, it's not an exact science because what you get is the five most recent phone numbers associated with that person. Now people change the phone numbers very frequently these days. So you, when you get, uh, skip trace for a particular person and you get five phone numbers, usually the first one is the one that's most likely to be correct, but you got to call them all. Just because you have um, five phone numbers, the first one is most likely, doesn't mean you just call the first one and, and just give up on that one. You call them all um, and that increases your chances of reaching out to the, the right person. So in my experience, uh, I'm able to reach out to people about 60% of the time uh, if I try all the phone numbers. Uh, but again, your mileage may vary. It depends on who you trace. You know, some people again are just completely off the grid. They're very conscious of what they're doing with their information. Or there's people who just, you know, um, don't, don't have a lot of, um, a lot of uh, accounts, online accounts, or, you know, they're, they don't have a utility account associated with them and, and all that. So there's, there's people, maybe the older generation, you might find the, the skip trace results are a bit worse for them. They might not have a good email address or they might only have a landline phone number. Um, so hopefully that answered your question. Um, Ken, you're asking about, is now a better or worse time to do a deal? Unfortunately, this is not the, I don't have the time to go into that, but we do have a Friday call every week that's kind of geared towards the, the state of the market, the hot trends. Uh, so I'll, I'll bring that up on the screen here, how you can uh, register for those webinars. Uh, we'll definitely cover topics like that. You know, what's the impact with coronavirus on the markets? Um, so our Friday calls at noon are, are a great place to discuss that. So that being said, I just want to wrap up real quick here. So. Uh, Real Estate IQ, so we've got several tools. I touched on uh, many of them, but we didn't have the time to dive deep into a lot of those tools. So I highly encourage you, um, let us know, sign up for a demo. What we can do is uh, we'll do a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call with you um, and we can go through all our tools. We've got six or seven different tools uh, that can help you find and analyze deals. Uh, the first one we saw today is the deal analysis suite. We can help you run comps. We have calculator tools to help you estimate repairs uh, and then help you analyze the, the ROI, the NOI, you know, the, the IRR and all that uh, if you're into the, uh, the fancy um, kind of metrics and analysis of deals. Uh, we can help you analyze those deals. Uh, we can also, also help you find those deals. I showed you the off-market leads. Um, you know, pre-foreclosures, evictions, liens, divorce, uh, loan modifications, over 13 different types of off-market leads. Uh, we have County Data Finder where you can pull up a list of everyone in a zip code and you can filter for people who 
are absentee owners, or maybe you want to filter for people who own real estate in that zip code, but live outside of Texas. Um, or maybe you just want to search the MLS for good deals. What I will say about the current market conditions uh, is that very, very rapidly we shifted from a, um, from a seller's market to more of a buyer's market. Uh, so you're going to start to see more and more good deals on the MLS. That's, that's what we believe. And when there are good deals on the MLS, you want to act real quick on those. And that's why we have this service called MLS Deal Finder to set up alerts and help you find good deals on the MLS. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm rushing through this because um, I know I'm a bit over time here, but again, uh, please, please, please make use of the demo. Um, just let us know in the chat window. Um, if you're interested in a demo, uh, we'll schedule that um, with you all. Uh, so definitely check out our website as well. I showed you realestateiq.co. There's a cool section on our website. Uh, if you go to realestateiq.co and then click on community at the top, uh, the top left, we just launched a fantastic way for you to network, for you to uh, grow your power team. Uh, so go to realestateiq.co and then click on community. Join our community for free. Um, uh, get involved with the community. If you have a deal to wholesale, just post it there. Um, we have various groups in here. That's, uh, we've got a group for San Antonio real estate investors. We've got a group. If you're more interested in the technology and the automation side like I am, uh, join our Geeks and Nerds in Real Estate group. I'll be um, dropping some tips and tricks on how to use spreadsheets to automate um, some tedious tasks how to use CRMs, how to integrate Real Estate IQ's data with CRMs and, and so on. Uh, so definitely check that out. Again, realestateiq.co uh, and then click on community. Also check out the marketplace. Um, we've got all our events, upcoming events um, are listed on the marketplace as well. So go to realestateiq.co slash marketplace. You can find, um, for example, the Friday call that I mentioned on the the trending topics um, that you can sign up for that webinar there. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.